0: This is Rugby Matrix International, Episode 166, Ella Magic. This week on the world's most quoted rugby podcast, Wallabies legend Mark Ella and his take on Kirtley Beale.
1: You know, you need Kirtley Beale fit and healthy and, and, and playing well and he needs to You know, put these distractions aside, he needs to own up, and which I think he is.
0: Heller on the Lions.
1: You know, the the Lions side is a strong side, uh, but are there any superstars or X factor within the Lions side? I'd probably say no. George Smith on the Lions,
2: 12 years later. I'd I'd definitely like to be considered for the the, uh, British and Irish Lions.
0: Inside rugby's invincibles and so much more. Rugger Matrix is brought to you by Strike GPS Tracking. Keeping your assets in check, whether it's one vehicle or a fleet of 10,000. Hello and welcome to episode 166 of Rugged Matrix International. Been off air for a couple of weeks, Uh, been very busy with the man I'm about to talk to and uh, other projects as well, but we're heading into the Lion Series, so it's great to be back and it's my pleasure to welcome none other than one of the greatest wallabies of all time, Mark Eller. Brother, good Giro. to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, mate. <laughs> uh, thanks to for you to, giving your time coming to the studio. That's all right, mate. Right. Anything for you. Uh, firstly, I just heard, when are you supposed to catch up with Grotto for lunch? He's been bagging. That's the first question he wanted me to ask. Oh, well, he wants <laughs> me to pay. So, mate, he, oh, yeah, well, there yeah, mate,
1: go. He, he took a redux, uh, you know, redundancy. <laughs> He's worth millions. yeah. But
0: just won't even buy me a pie, Yeah, bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you pay, mate, you're in trouble. <laughs> Alright, we've got lots to talk about. I want to get your thoughts on the Lions series, and I want to get your thoughts on a few other things like the Invincibles. But let's start with, uh, I guess, breaking news. Uh, yesterday, before we recorded the show, Kurt Lee Beale, who you know, you've know you mentored, you've brought him through. his first manager, and uh, he's now been stood down indefinitely from rugby to handle some off-field issues. Obviously, alcohol is involved. Uh, and uh, there's no immediate sign of him making his way back. Firstly, are you worried for well uh, wellbeing?
1: I, I, I think I am. Um, you would think that he's a mature adult. Um, he should never have put himself in this position. Now, I'm not putting blame on anybody, but, uh, you know, he's got a management team. You know, they should have been supportive, you know, after the first infringement, and I'm probably talking this year, not mm. not, not in the past. Um, you know, he's got to understand exactly, you know, what his commitments are to the Rebels and obviously to the Australian Rugby Union, and he's bringing the game in, into disrepute. He was clearly told that he had to stay off the booze, and within what a week, uh, he's back on it. Now I know he wasn't, you know, intoxicated, uh, and he wasn't carrying on stupid, but he broke team protocol, the AUs protocols, and uh, you know, it's a shame that uh, you know he's basically throwing away his his, his sporting life.
0: Uh, well, has he? I mean, is
1: that is that a big call already? It, it probably is a big call. I, I think he, he'll bounce back. I mean, we need him playing for Australia. Yes. So, and is an exciting player in the and Victorian Rugby Union and. Perhaps you know, New South Wales rugby in the future, you know, need Kurtley Beale fit and healthy and, and and playing well, and he needs to, you know, put these distractions aside. He needs to own up, and which I think he is. He's put, by all accounts, he's put himself into uh, a rehabilitation centre, which is probably a, a good first step. Um, you know, the shame is that we may not see him play against the Lions, and and I think that'll be a, a tragedy for him
0: tragedy for him but i think a tragedy for australia because we need that x factor the thing that makes australian teams good is x-factor isn't it if we can get parity and scrum uh, line out and a few other factors if we get that x-factor right then we're we're a pretty good chance you're dead
1: right i mean you know probably the difference between you're right in saying the difference between winning and losing particularly against a team like the lions is the X factor that uh, you know, James O'Connor, you know, <laughs> the, the three amigos, uh, you know, Quade Cooper and Kirtley Bill could bring, and obviously now with uh, Israel Folau, you know the, the Lions side is a strong side. Um, but are there any superstars or X factor within the Lions side? I'd probably say no. Um, and that's the difference between winning and losing as you know, players of Kirtley's
0: ability. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, uh, can we just go back to the start? I mean. Curley came through as a youngster. He was mentored early on by Matt Rogers at the Waratahs, but you were there right at the beginning. More,
1: more so, Glenn. Like I was part of it. Uh, I think Steve Williams, next again, a mm. next Wallaby uh, and former Joey's player. Um, Basically, give Glenn a call and said, "Hey, there's this young kid uh, that you know needs mentoring." And, and Glenn and I, and, and particularly Glenn, then spent uh, the next uh, three or four years, you know, bringing through, uh, obviously these last couple of years at Joey's, and then straight into the Waratahs. Yeah. Um, and and it was a, it was great to be part of, you know, bringing up the next generation of Indigenous Australian. Test players. Um, But it was unfortunate then, uh, you know, we were reluctant to let Kirtley go. But, uh, you know, you can't hold a a player or anybody against their own will. And, uh, you know, Kirtley thought it was better going with uh, another agency.
0: So the Waratahs, I was really disappointed the Waratahs uh, let him go. And uh, I know there was a big deal in Melbourne, but uh, it just seems to me there was so much work done on, on building Kirtley from high school into the professional rugby arena. We were very careful early on, and you would have seen it just to make sure we managed him quickly with the media. He had trouble mm. with a drink driving charge yep. early on, yep. so there was a lot of stuff early on, and he may have been burnt a bit. And do you think he feels like he's been uh, hard done by? He probably does. Mm. Uh, it's been a
1: it's been a tough road
0: for Kelly. I mean, being an
1: elite athlete, you know, he was 18, I guess. To a certain extent exactly what happened to glengarry and i yeah. but uh you yeah, we were in an amateur era and it was a lot different we didn't play any, anywhere near the amount of games and the exposure wasn't as great you know he came straight out of uh you know joey straight into the waratahs yeah straight into the the wallabies and, and it's been pretty tough i guess he hasn't had a chance to just get away from rugby you know the focus has been fairly intense and uh yeah you know, we probably thought he you know by moving to melbourne he could probably you know, have a bit more of a social life, which which he probably has, but in between, you know, there's something something has gone wrong.
0: Uh, how do we bring him back? I know he's going to this uh, rehabilitation centre. Um, maybe getting him out of Melbourne is one of your thoughts, but at last, this is a good sign because I think uh, a great example is Zach Guilford, who had to admit that he had a problem with alcohol, mm. and you've got to make that admission.
1: Yeah, I think Curtly. After the after South Africa was saying that uh, you know he's he's okay with the drink
0: yeah
1: you know drink doesn't agree with him or something <laughs> something
0: stupid like that clearly not, clearly that's not right
1: no it's not right and uh, you know in, in every incident you know it's all been about grog mm. um, so at least he's admitted that and he's put himself into you know proper care um, and I'm not saying he's an alcoholic and, and he's far from that. Mm. Uh, but the incidences he's had have come about drinking too much, and we've all drank too much. Again, it attracts people. as like it's happened mm. to Benji Marshall. It's happened mm. to a lot of elite athletes who just go out and have a drink, particularly you know, in, 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 in those type of situations that they'll get picked on, and, and, and people will not allow to enjoy having a drink with a mate. Yeah. Um, and you know he's just got to deal with it. And there there are times we can have a drink, and there are times where he can't and you know, he's, he's broken the rules a couple of times and you know, I just hope he doesn't do it again. I hope he
0: doesn't, but I think um, this is a really important case for me personally because I believe that Kirtley um, was taken advantage of rugby. Um, rugby took advantage of his skills, right? Mm-hmm. So there, I think there is a, duty of care, a certain amount of duty of yep. care and, and being a, a young Indigenous Aboriginal kid, I think it's really important that uh, we try our best to get him right.
1: Well, I think we have to, um yeah, I know Aboriginals don't want to, indigenous yeah. players don't want to be treated differently, but they come from different backgrounds and they need that support and I think when he was when he came to New South Wales, he was training into five eight you know he didn't get a chance to play club rugby um uh, and so you know the pressure was on him all the time and I think there is a duty of care and I think I think Bill Paul you know, the, the CEO of the AU has actually mentioned that there is a duty of care and they'll do all they can uh, to get Curtley back on the field.
0: Yeah okay, um, where do you think he is talent wise amongst the players around the world?
1: Oh, he's up there. He's got to be easily within the top ten players in in world rugby. Is exciting. I mean, he came on what for the Rebels for ten minutes, set up a try and, and scored a magnificent try. You know, and this is after being a month out of playing elite sport. To, to pick it up so easily, you know, obviously he highlights the the special talents he's got.
0: Alright, so another guy with special talents. Uh, we'll go to this interview I want to get your thoughts about it, is uh, George Smith. Now, I ch- chatted to George a couple of weeks ago uh, for 7 News, but no one's actually seen the longer version of this interview. So here's my chat to George Smith. Hey George, great news that you're going to play the whole season with the Brumbies. I guess it's it's sort of like you, you always want to finish a project when you yeah. start it. So is that good from your point of view?
2: Yeah, it's great from my point of view. Uh... Look, I was only contracted initially to 30, uh, 31st of May, um, but now to get the extension and get the clearance uh, from Santori, it's fantastic news, and uh, it'll definitely. Um, I I'd, I prefer not to do pre-seasons, and uh, <laughs> and the Japan pre-season is is quite tough, so I'm I'm enjoying the fact that I get to play and also uh, have another another chance at uh, hopefully you know having a go at a, a super title.
0: Uh, this is a big deal, isn't it, Been- for Japan, a Japanese side to allow this to happen isn't it
2: it is it, it uh, doesn't happen often and um I'm very grateful to Suntory to, to allow me to to pursue this um they've been great uh, throughout my time there for the past two seasons and uh and um you know they they're not getting too much out of this uh they are allowing me to pursue things that that uh, that I enjoy and uh to come back to the Brumbies is uh, is something that I I didn't envision happening but um to be here and be amongst this group is uh, is, is good. Did
0: uh, Eddie Jones, being Japan coach and the boss at Suntory for so long, did did he play a part in helping you out? Was it, was there a role for him in this at all?
2: Yeah, there was uh, quite a big role. Um, obviously, he's a conduit to for a lot of the foreign players within our team. Uh, talk to management and so on. And um, yeah, he he did. Uh, he was the first person to to approach subject with me, and um, and I was very excited about the chance to come back here. So. Uh, yeah, he did have a big influence.
0: Uh, you uh, will always be known as one of the great Brumbies. But uh, what was the welcome like when you just go back a couple of months? What was the welcome like when you came back?
2: Um, it, it was great. Uh, look, they they obviously uh, knew my playing ability from from previous years, and uh, and obviously the legacy said that I did leave here at the Brumbies. So um, yeah, everyone was very welcoming. Uh, I, I, I felt I instantly. Um, fell back into the group, although there was a lot of new faces and a lot of new um, uh, people within the organisation, uh, but I was welcomed um, with open arms.
0: Um, a lot of talk about playing in the Lions series as well, George, and uh, it is something that you know, I want to see, everyone else wants to see because it's, uh, it's an everything sort of series, isn't it? You've got to just put your best players. Would you, um, having seen it being played for so many years now, it's something obviously you'd like to play in it?
2: Of course, you know, the Lions series is a very rare opportunity to play in, Um, but in 2010 I did retire from Australian rugby and international rugby and I don't want to be a person that that deceives the the public and and say that uh, I'm coming out because of this. But you know, I'd I'd definitely like to be considered for the the, uh, British and Irish Lions, but um, in saying that, there's a a protocol that has to be um, sort of gone through and that's an approach by the ARU to to Suntory. and, um, and, and then for Suntory to clear that. So I've been given clearance to, to play for the Brumbies for the remainder of the season, but uh, there hasn't been clearance for the, the Wallabies.
0: So there's another step to take place. I don't think anyone's um, assuming that you've come back just to play for the Wallabies, it's just the Brumbies first and then the Wallabies f- would naturally follow. So what, is there much of a big deal for that to happen? Is, is, it, a, is, it, is it more of a cultural thing the AU um, approaches Japan? What's uh
2: the uh, there's, there's just a process in, yeah. in, in everything that you, yeah. that you do. Uh, look, I am contracted to a, a Japanese uh, top league team, that Suntory, um, and that's uh, Suntory. And the respectful thing is to do is to, um, to ask for uh, permission and clearance. And you know, obviously, I'd love to, to be part of the, the Lions um, series, but uh, for that to happen, um, as the Brumbies have done, they've been very respectful in the way that they've approached Suntory, and Suntory have allowed uh, the clearance to happen um, for the remainder of the Super Rugby Championships and um and uh you know hopefully that that happens with uh, third ARU and Santori as well
0: it's it's difficult to sort of proceed with that now because you, you, Robbie hasn't picked a squad a squad has he or a team to play so it's sort of like it'll have to come later won't it Oh
2: look, at um you know post game I, I did yeah. have a conversation with Robbie so uh, and, and that's and that's where it is at this at this stage yeah um you know the, the, there's obviously a process that needs to be done and at this stage there's really no new no new news to be said. Um, look I'm 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 enjoying my time here at the Brumbies and, and that's where my focus is at the moment. Um and, and the selectors for the Wallabies have have a, a huge task to do as well. So um, my focus is here with the Brumbies at the moment.
0: Absolutely. But how was the conversation with Robbie? Obviously it would have been a while since you've spoken to him and with all the talk in the media, um I guess it's the one on one chat between you guys that really counts.
2: Yeah well, the, the chat was uh was fine like any other <laughs> chat um, I've always had a good relationship with Robbie uh never had a fallen out of any sort so um because it's
0: I've... been speculated that you did
2: yeah well oh it's it's speculation um, and and uh yeah I've, I've never had any issues with Robbie um when I did uh the part in 2010 um it was for personal reasons family uh reasons and and that was uh for me to experience different things different um uh, experiences in rugby and also for my family to experience different things and uh, and that that was a, the reason. It was it was very simple.
0: Um, there's not much room for that sort of stuff in this game, is there? I mean you you've got to back each other and get on, otherwise you don't get any success.
2: Uh success in uh, we'll back each other in Yeah we'll back each
0: I mean in terms yeah. of uh, you know animosity when it comes to playing together in a team. I mean you know, you need to be able to get on to some extent and uh, you've clearly said that you guys do.
2: Yeah, look, oh, in terms of our relationship, yeah. there hasn't been a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where it is at the moment.
0: <laughs> Did that disappoint you that uh, that was raised? it has been raised? No, it
2: doesn't, no. No, because it's speculation and it, and it hasn't come from me And it, And, um, yeah, there, there really hasn't been any issue with me, yeah. to turn that. Uh,
0: so, mate, uh, in the meantime, you're concentrating on concentrating the Brumbies. How do you rate, having played so many games for this club, uh, for this franchise, that game against the Reds with an enormous defensive effort.
2: Oh, yeah, it was a fantastic uh, defensive effort, as you've just mentioned. Um, you know, we we'll camped our line for a fair amount in that second half. Uh, we played pretty well in that first half to to be on the attack and, and score a few points, but uh, you know, they're they're a tough outfit to keep out the the Reds, and um, uh, we did well.
0: Um, what about this young crop? I mean, you're the old boy now, and <laughs> how have they been to deal with?
2: Mate, they've been no problem, no problem to deal with. Uh, mate, it's a it's a good, energetic, uh, fun group here. So, um as I said earlier, I fell straight into the group, and um and it's quite easy to make that transition. You know, the coaching staff have been fantastic. Laurie Fisher, Stephen Larkham, and then also Jake. You know, they, they've all all three worked uh, quite well together, and um it's great to learn off them all.
0: What is it like to be coached by Stephen Larkham? Oh, obviously, he's a backs coach, or attack coach, but. You know, you spend a few bit of time on the backs these days anyway, mate.
2: Yeah, look, uh, I don't have too much to deal with, with Bernie, and that's probably a good thing. <laughs> but uh, Lori Fish has been fantastic with the forwards. Um, you know, I've picked up a few things I'd like to take back to Japan Rugby and, and back to Suntory of, of his... Uh, the way he does things and then the drills that he has. Um, you know, but don't tell him, you know, we're...
0: In <laughs> uh, and, and terms of you, I mean, you remember in 01 that, that, that sea of colour. How big is this year with the Lions
2: series? Oh, it's a huge year uh, for Australian Rugby and also for rugby in general. Um, you know, to experience saying, well, experience what I experienced in 2001 was, uh, was a, an eye-opener and saying that um, I, I do cherish in terms of the memories. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a huge year. Something that I think the Australian public will, will definitely embrace and I uh, and hope they do.
0: Alright, so there is George Smith. Now, uh, you talk about great players, uh, naturally gifted. I reckon he's a must for the Lions series. What do you think?
1: Um, I'm a bit divided, I must admit. Uh, All right,
0: that interview's over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a couple of good young players coming through, obviously uh, Hooper and, and Liam Gill. But this is yeah. a Lions series, bro. Yeah, Yeah, I, no, I know that, and experience means an awful mm. lot. And I actually, I Googled uh, the 2001, and you know, I watched George play with his long hair, and he dominated, and he's just a great footballer. And I think... Yeah, you know, I don't think he's got an enemy anywhere. Everybody loves yeah. the way George Smith plays, and certainly his contribution to the Brumbies this year, this year warrants uh, some thought. And I think Robbie Deans will uh, have him in the mix somewhere. Um, again, I'm not too sure he, he may be picked early because I think you'll probably want to give the guys that have been fighting, I guess, for, the, for that uh, open side position, a little bit of a run first. I think he'll be there. Whether he starts, uh, you know, in, in the first test in Brisbane, I'm not too sure.
0: Yeah, I, I just think that a player like uh, George gives us that added experience and big game. It's a big series. And this is a not a series, I think, to blood too many young players. I think this is a challenge for Deans, isn't it? Yeah. That not to have too many young guys in. Uh, just to, because it's in the big plays that you need the experience. No,
1: and, I, and I agree. Um, and that'll probably get George in because I think the first test will be a slogfest. Yeah. Uh, and I think they'll, both sides will play it tight because it is crucial, I think, to win that first test match to get the advantage over the opposition. You know, both you know, physically and, and mentally. So I think uh, you know if, if Australia want to play it tight, which I think they will, they will want to try and obviously match the the lines up front. It'll be just a slogfest that it'll, it'll be played really tight. And George Smith will be the ideal person for that. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he's almost 45, isn't he? <laughs> uh, but he could. He, he's proven. Every time he takes the field, he delivers. Yeah. And again, a lot of, I guess it'll depend on Robbie Deans how much he wants George in in in, in into the mix.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, uh, yes, we have some talented back rowers, but I think uh, pretty much every era has a great couple of back rowers, and we've had a lot of a lot of uh I guess, examples of players who've had to miss out in mm. that uh, six, seven and eight region yeah. because of great players around them.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've, we've never had a shortage of, of, of I guess, flankers, or particularly up yeah. flankers. I mean, you know, his, 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 his challenge or George's challenge with uh, Phil War over, over that, you know, 10, 10 years, 10-year 10 period was was absolutely terrific. Both great uh, footballers and, you know, it's a pity that they fell or you know, came into Australian rugby at the,
0: at the same time. The Lions have got a couple of good fly halves. They they, they decided not to bring Johnny Wilkinson. Mm. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, actually. Well,
1: it's a bit like uh, Brian
0: Driscoll, I mm. guess. They've been around; the well, seem to have been around
1: forever. You know, Driscoll's you know captained, uh, obviously Ireland and, and captained the Lions in, in previous tours, and will add a lot of experience. Just uh, you know, again, you know, in big 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 games, big series, you need mm. you need players with experience. I thought johnny may have been been selected um uh, but you we keep on reading that uh, Gatland's you know got him on uh, yeah you know, on, on the standby list uh you know i, I think if they lose a hooker wilkerson called in to, to replace yeah. him um yeah they got a couple of young young uh, five eights and i think again I'm one for moving on mm. uh, I'm not doubting you know, players like George Smith and Johnny Wilkinson they, they still can't contribute in the modern
0: yeah. game but we've got to move on sooner or later I think for me Johnny Sexton's the man I really enjoy him playing uh, but I think uh, maybe he could come in the back season, back end of the series he did say uh, to um, to clear it all up that he would prefer to finish off his French club duties yeah. before becoming part of um, any sort of Lions series, so he wasn't pushing his own barrow uh, In terms of Australia though Guinea, Cooper, 9 and 10 What are your thoughts there? Well I know Will Guinea is trying to push that <laughs> push that
1: agenda as hard as you can um, Are you big on combos? Uh, I, I think combinations work Yes, yeah. so so there is some logic in having Gennaro and 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 Cooper there, Of course, they know each other again under pressure. The last mm. thing you want to do is is try and un uh, I guess an inexperienced combination, particularly in key positions know, nine and ten. Yes. Um, so so there is some some uh, thought about that. Um, it seems to me that uh, Dean's is looking at James O'Connor, uh, again a different type of player. You know. I mean, exciting. Yeah. But, but further out. But further out. Yeah. Uh, so again, you know, how the hardest thing in this whole the whole you know line series is is the makeup of the Australian team, both mm. in obviously in the fours, but certainly in the backs. There's not too many players that are actually playing in the right position. Obviously, Genia, yeah. you know, he's gonna pick O'Connor. O'Connor has played 5'8", but winger and fullback. Yeah. You know, McCabe hasn't played a lot. Uh, you know, Lillio maybe inside center. Uh, you know, Adam Cooper seems a certainty, obviously, to play uh, uh, at outside center, but the rest of the team could be a mix-up.
0: Yeah, does it disappoint you that we don't have a definitive side? Like, uh, there used to be a time when you knew what the Australian 15 was pretty much going to be. Yeah, um,
1: I am disappointed in the sense that know, uh, yeah, we've chopped and changed so many players and then um, that's because of injury. I'm not blaming uh, Robbie, but uh, yeah we've had that many different mm. teams selected over the last five years, and you would think that Robbie's been with the side now uh, uh, that every every test match we've got no idea yeah. who the team is. You know, apart from key players like probably Hallwell uh, and, and Genia, you know the rest of it's a bit of a you know, a toss in the air, who's gonna play what, um, which is which is unfortunate. But and you're right, in past years, you know, the team virtually picked itself. Mm. Uh but we have got five uh super rugby franchises now, where in the past we obviously had New South Wales and Queensland so it wasn't as straight well it isn't as straight up and down yeah. as it was then, but uh you would like to know that you could pick the you and I, yeah. you know, so called rugby <laughs> experts, can pick the side. But I mean it's a gamble. I've got no idea. Yeah. What side Robbie's going to pick, but again, it'll be dependent on the type of game he wants to play.
0: Especially when you're moving players around. I mean, uh, and I know guys don't like it. I mean, I remember Tim Horan, and he wasn't a fan of playing on the wing. I mean, Greg Smith picked him on the wing for one of the series. Uh, that wasn't uh, he wasn't too happy about that. And uh, I think uh, Dan Herbert too, trying to make his way in. I mean, you talk to the guys in a private moment, and. They, they do rail against some sort of selection, but yeah, I'd like to see a player actually play in their proper position yeah, rather, well. than, rather than move well, around well, too they, much. Well, in these days, everybody's a utility player. Oh.
1: You know, you've got to play uh, in two or three different positions where you know, I only played number 10, yeah. you know, not number 10, number 12, <laughs> you know, number 15 and, and number 11. You know, I played in one position. Uh, the modern game seems to have drifted that you've got to be a utility player. Yeah. Uh, which uh, which is sad for Australian rugby. I mean, New Zealand don't do it. New Zealand, you know, Carter's a 5'8 and occasionally plays inside centre. Uh, you know, Mielamu, all these guys, they all play is in Is that because one, they're not good
0: enough in that in one position? They're sort of good at a couple, but not outstanding in one position. See, I always thought Adam Ashley Cooper was a 13 up and down mm. every day of the week. Yeah, well, he's played more test matches, probably in wing and fullback.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Maybe we're not good enough, and yeah. that's probably why Deans as a coach have had to shuffle the players yeah. around to try and get the best combination. The pity is for Australian rugby that you know five years on he's still shuffling players around trying to get the best See, combination. See, that's it for me.
0: That's it. Five years down the track, we've passed the World Cup. You know, I wish George Smith was playing in that World yeah. Cup. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, so I think that's a disappointing thing. So that's the Lions series coming up uh, after the break. I'm going to ask you about whether or not you're going to be become an invincible. We've got to plug As program, uh, but after the break, our friends at Strike couldn't do the show without them. Strike GPS tracking is the most sophisticated tracking package on the market capable of tracking single to thousands of vehicles. Strike customers have recorded savings of up to $150 per vehicle per month with the Strike tracking package. Inquire at strike.com.au or call 1300 792 044 to begin your cost saving endeavor. Whether you're looking to increase productivity, raise OHS compliance, monitor driver behavior, or provide security for your assets, Strike has a tracking solution for you. Right, there they are, Strike and uh, great uh, supporters of rugby across Australia and proud sponsors of Rugger Matrix International. Uh, Now, We've got all this uh, great material here, this is in honour of Mark Cashman, the great Mark Cashman who can't be here today, but they are running uh, Inside Rugby uh, at the core of the Invincibles and it's naming uh, the greatest players of all time from Australia, they're going to name four players. Uh, in a gala function later in the year, and uh, oh, I was lucky enough, as you can see the vision now that will be uh, rolling across your screens, uh, to, a, to attend the luncheon where the group talked about the ground rules for selecting players since World War II, and they can only pick four players, and there's some big names there, there's Fitzy, uh, there's uh, <laughs> Peter Fitzsimons, that is, for people overseas, uh, Alan Jones, Bob Dwyer. Uh, a couple of great journos, Greg Groudon, Ian Payton, Jim Tucker Um, Sir Nick Shahady, they're all there and Mark, I think I heard your name mentioned so you could end up being an Invincible later in the year Uh, Well, I haven't got an invitation (laughs) so obviously I've missed out again Damn it! Um, So maybe if you sort Mark Cashman out he was there also and we'll get a vote so it's all pretty serious stuff for the voting but I reckon this is a great move and probably uh, a few years too late I really think it's great that uh, like the rugby leagues with the the Immortals we're going to recognise some of our greats
1: But I, I guess I'll ask you the question now, has this been endorsed by the Australian Rugby Union? The only then reason I'm saying, you know, I you know, many years ago uh, there was a group that selected the War 15, yeah. you know, which I was one in. in the, that was in 1996, but it wasn't recognised by the IRB. Yeah. So, you know, the IRB then, you know, ten by years later, the AUS on board. Okay, so, the, so this yeah. is uh, so you can't in, complain. if you... <laughs> I Now, well, I'd be honoured to be one of them, but I don't think I am. I mean, there's there's been a lot of great players over the you know. 50 or 60 years since the war.
0: Gee, it was interesting listening to it, Mark. I mean, we can't reveal too much of the information, but uh, I did uh, pick up on some of the discussions. and was fascinating. Was it a robust discussion in yeah. The, yeah.
1: P- about certain players? Plug- I, I, I was
0: really impressed that um, that they, because they had, you know, way back to Sir Nicholas Shahidi as well, yeah. uh, to um, some of the younger journos, or Ian Payton, Grato, not so young, uh, and Alan Jones, uh, um, Andrew Slack, um, you know. There's a lot of players there that um, have come through. I don't know if you see a word "slacky" up there. Yeah. that as well, but um, these guys uh, really got into it, and they talked about the different eras and guys who were not so much au fait with players who played prior to yeah. your era as well, yeah. going back to the 50s.
1: It's a bit be difficult because, again, particularly uh, since professionalism, mm. the game has changed dramatically, yeah. um, and, and I'm glad I wasn't involved in that because, God, who do you pick? I mean, you know, particularly when Sir Nicholas Shady was playing it was just it was just tough football mm. and it got a slightly easier and then obviously now with professionalism it's a hard uh, you know to pick four out of you know a hundred you know wallabies you know it's just too hard i mean yeah. Good luck to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyway, so that's the first four coming through, but uh, your name was mentioned, Mark, and I'm happy to say so, which is good. Quick thoughts on club rugby. Randwick are starting to win better than last year, but where do you think it's at at the moment? I know that uh, Bill Pulver is trying to energize the game in Australia, uh, but unfortunately um, it may come at a cost at club rugby because, uh, and I know they, wanna, they don't want to denigrate it, and they don't want to put it down and put it in the back corner. But, um, you know, I guess there's only a certain amount of product that people can take on the weekend.
1: Yeah, I, I went and watched Rami play uh, Warringah uh, at <laughs> Rad Park uh, and, and Harvey kicked the field goal you know, to win the yeah. game uh, you know, for about 45 metres <laughs> out. And it was heartbreaking. But, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed the game. It was really competitive. But club rugby is, you know, suffering big time. You know, my club at Rammick, you know, is, is struggling uh, as, you know, as per other clubs. Um, you know, we need to breed or the next generation has to come from somewhere, but we don't seem to be doing enough at the elite level to actually, you know, s- support these clubs mm-hmm. to be actually, to actually produce the next generation of Wallabies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to be, you know, working backwards and, uh, you know, we can't do without club rugby. Whether it's the, you know, whether we need a, another tier of rugby, you know, I'm not too sure. But something needs to be done, at least to prop up club rugby.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, the club rugby is actually good to watch. Um, It looks great on the ABC on the weekends, but uh, I tell you what, it's it's a really good product. It's just, you know, not enough people sort of um, get time to watch it. I guess it's because it's a three pm Saturday gig, and they're busy. Mm -hmm. um, If it was on later in the night, you know, during the week, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps it's been
1: it's been you know three o'clock for probably you know thirty years, um, and probably needs. to I guess not that the ABC are not doing a good job, but probably got to look at another time slot and, and, and try and promote it more. but. You know uh, the ABC being what they are you yeah. know that's going to be pretty difficult
0: All right well thanks very much to Mark Eller for coming in uh, been a pleasure from my point of view and I hope our listeners and viewers have enjoyed it as well. Can we get you in for a few more shows? mate I'd love to come in and uh, try and explain uh, what's happening in the game of rugby you know
1: you're the expert <laughs> I'm just an adoring fan and mate whatever you say is gospel to me
0: oh, all right well I look forward to seeing you on barefoot on Thursday night <laughs> okay all right there he is one of the greatest of all time Mark Eller and head of sport of NITV as well. And he's my boss on Thursday night. So well, well done. Thanks for coming well, in, One mate. night a week, I take control. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it for Rugger Matrix International. Don't forget our sponsors, Strike. And we'll be back next week with another episode 167 as we get closer and closer to the Lions series.